Welcome back to the Contractor Marketing Show. I'm your host, Matt Tebow, and today we're sitting down with the man, the legend, George Walsh. How's it going, George? It's going good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I'm glad that we got to do this. Um, I guess we can just jump right into things. Um, so right now, whereabouts are you? Where are you located? Um, I'm over here in St. John's, Newfoundland. Um, yeah, it's quite uh, chilly over here. Yeah, no, I'm in Ottawa and it's probably colder where you're at, I would probably say. <laughs> but uh, George is actually coming down to Ottawa soon, so we're going to be able to hang out, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, but I just want to jump right into things, man. So um, for those of you who don't know, like George and I are working together. Um, George is a super young, successful entrepreneur. He's got a successful painting business. Um, so before we jump into kind of like your story and you know everything that we kind of have done, um, all the transformation you've gone through, real quick, let's just give kind of like a high level context overview of like, who are you, man? How'd you get into painting? And just take it away. Yeah, um, so I'm 22, uh, name is George Walsh. Uh, I started off like at the very beginning of things, my first job was actually a painter. Um, underneath a different owner of, of the company that I own now. Um, and I kind of worked my way up. I went from painter to production manager the next year, and then the operator ended up leaving. So I ended up taking over the franchise. Um, but yeah, it's mostly exterior work with what we do over here in Newfoundland. It's like we get terrible weather, a lot of rain, um, but you know, we, we take on all the exterior work. Yeah, and your business name is Avalon Painting. Yeah, exactly. And we're, I'm a, under a, like a student works painting branch, yeah. um, which is just like a coaching, um, pretty much like consulting company that gives mm -hmm. you a coach completely brings you through like all the systems and structures and like how to run a successful painting company. Super cool, man. Super cool. So let's dive into a little bit of like, before you were working with us, um, where was your business at? What were you doing to market your business? Maybe just a high level idea of like the kind of numbers, like what your crew was like, just kind of paint us a picture of like where your business was at. Yeah. So my business, my first year was completely door to door. Um, I did like a lot of referrals too, but mostly just like me going out there with my manager, just knocking on doors, trying to get right. leads, converting them to sales, of course. Um, we did well that year. We did 245,000. Um, uh, within a four month period, which was good for our first wow. year. Um, and then uh, obviously I worked with you our second year and we pretty much just doubled everything, which was great. Yeah. Um, so in that first year you were doing door knocking and you had one other guy, like your manager, did, did you have, how many people were on your crew? Um, yeah. So I had one production manager that pretty much managed like everything. Um, yeah. other than sales, I was pretty mostly sales and obviously I recruited all my painters. Yeah. Um, we had nine painters all managed by Jared, uh, who was my PM and yeah. they were all great. Um, but they weren't like, I definitely would have put more time into kind of like training them a little bit better. Like our second yeah. year was much more smooth because the guys had more experience. I ended up hiring more managers to take on more work as you guys were giving me a bunch of leads so I could kind of keep up with that. Yeah. And so before you like at that stage, before we met and, and stuff, like what were you doing for marketing besides the door to door 
Like, what was your online presence like? Give us an idea of what that looks like. Uh, yeah, so pretty much it was just like this small Facebook page that I put in. Like, I had no idea what I was doing with online marketing whatsoever. I pretty much was putting like 5 to $10 a day on Facebook, yeah. not really knowing like how to target anything. I was getting some results, but nothing that like kind of blew anything out of the water. It was yeah. mostly door to door, just me going out three hours a night, Monday through Friday. Wow. Trying to get leads, right. Yeah. I mean, if you work door to door, it's extremely effective. Like there's a younger guy that lives in Ottawa that I'm friends with. He's also a client of ours yeah. and um, he's crushing it with door to door as well. You know, he's got a full mm -hmm. team together. Um, so what were kind of like the reasons why, okay, you're, you're crushing it with door to door. You've got a simple online marketing presence, but what were some of the reasons of why you started thinking about like, okay, like marketing, maybe I should get into that. Like what was kind of that, why, why not just scale the door to door and just go really into all that? Um, I like one reason was I wanted to scale and I did want to kind of travel throughout my summer and not be just door to door every single day, every night. Cause if I wasn't doing that, then the business just wasn't going to run. Like yeah. I got to quit, it wouldn't have work. So, you know, I took on you, you guys took me on as a client. You guys were bringing in many leads. I was kind of able to like focus, you know, my like other time on recruiting and training yeah. employees and just hiring an extra manager to, you know, manage everything that I necessarily didn't need to be there for yeah. just gave me so much more time to actually do more estimates and uh, do a little bit of traveling and kind of delegate my business more. I think a lot of contractors are listening to this right now and they're like, this guy's traveling while running a business. I think for a lot of guys that would be like mind blowing to them. <laughs> yeah, no, last summer, like my first summer, I didn't, uh, didn't do much travel. I took like a week off. It was just like, craziness but uh my second summer uh just because i had so much time on my hands i ended up traveling europe for a whole month of production um and my managers pretty much took over i actually ran into a problem where i just like wasn't having the time to call all these leads coming in so i hired on a sales guy to be able to do those like eight point calls and go to those estimates so i can kind of be you know free while i'm on vacation right that's cool. So we'll, we'll get into like kind of the transition of marketing with us and kind of like what the, that transformation looked like. Um, you don't have to name names, but just talk a little bit about like the experience of when you were working with, you had like a first shot of working with a marketing company before. Yeah. I would, you know, I don't want to talk bad or anything, but just kind of like paint a picture of like some of your frustrations a little bit with that first stint experience. Yeah, no, I won't name names, but it definitely was a was a bad experience. That's why I was so skeptical coming in. So like with you guys, like I had so many questions. I was like, you know, and you guys, you know, made it easy on me. But uh, some of the problems I had with the previous one was just like, I would never be able to get in contact with them. Like we have our uh, like we have a group chat where I can just you know send a message to you if I have any questions, if I like see like any error whatsoever. Haven't had any, but like the previous company. I remember one ad being posted, like accidentally posted it in Winnipeg or it said Winnipeg instead of St. John's, Newfoundland. So obviously they're just like copying and pasting templates. They weren't allowing me to use my own before and afters because they, you know, they felt like what they had worked. And then, you know, that, you know, that definitely put a damper on things. Mm, okay. So then like in contrast, you, we start working together and then we, um, from my memory, um, 
you know, first things first is we kind of isolated the exteriors because you were like, hey, man, that's like a lot of what the work is here based yeah. off the weather. So we really isolated things on exteriors. Um, you had some great pictures to work with right off the mm -hmm. bat, which honestly, I really appreciated because a lot of clients come to us and they're like, we have nothing. And I have to <laughs> say, like, go off, like, do this, man. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. I do remember something that was like a huge opportunity for you was that you didn't have like a Google business page up or anything like that. Right. So we, I think we set you up with that and then you like jumped right into getting reviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about like just the process of like just getting started with us of like some of the marketing stuff we put into place. Like what kind of stuck out to you? Um, definitely just like the ease of doing everything through you guys. Like you guys did the Facebook, you did the Google, um like all i really had to do was get the reviews you know i put a system in place where my guys had to get a before and after picture nice. send it with me so i could get it to you guys um it was also good with just like updating those before and after pictures like not every single ad you guys did was the same picture over and over it was always different yeah. and always these large scale projects too um but uh the biggest thing for me i still get leads now is the the google seo like i the other company didn't set that up at all or didn't mm -hmm. set it up correctly, I guess, mm -hmm. because it was, I did look back at my contract and it was something I was paying for, okay. but um, you know, it just wasn't like anywhere up there on Google. You guys, I think started up, it was like number one or number two for like the entire time I was with you guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Um, I have so many questions. I think um, the first thing that I want to focus in on is like, um a lot of contractors when they start doing some advertising and they're getting these leads they're so used to referrals and they're used to like that form of business do you right. think that your door-to-door -door really helped you with like your sales process with these leads like what you know i was like really impressed with just how well you were able to handle that and that transformation just talk a little bit about that like mm -hmm. Definitely. Like even door to door, like I'd be going and I'd be kind of like, I'd have a form where I'm like, okay, name and number of the clients, what they exactly they want done, kind of getting as much information I can from them at the door. Yeah. And then I go back, say a week later and I do, or not a week, but a couple of days later, I do my sales pitch over the phone, my eight point call. I think you had Justin Georgopoulos on here once and he covered like a lot of the eight point call. Yeah. So I was already super familiar with that. And the leads you guys bring in are perfect where like the other company did, they was just a name and a number and yeah. like sometimes what they wanted done. It was more just like, I had to figure that out on the phone, but with yeah. you guys, I kind of call and I know exactly what they want yeah. and like kind of why they want it done. Um, that way it's just much easier to sell on the phone and book a quote and everything like that. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, so we implement all the marketing. Uh, you start things off. You were saying that last year you did, or the, the first year you did 245? Yep. And then what were you looking at, you know, from the last season after we implemented everything? What was that looking like? Um, like for how much revenue I did? Yeah, revenue. Um, let's just talk about the transformation. Like revenue, uh, you, you brought in a sales manager or someone to handle the appointments. Like just talk a little bit about the transformation. Yeah, so it was uh, mostly on the production side of things for um, like structures and systems other than you guys taking on all the uh, the marketing. But uh, I was sales heavy at the very beginning. Um, 
And then I hired, instead of just one manager, I hired four pretty much like crew chiefs yeah. that acted as like subcontractors. Every time I book a job, I give one to, um, to like whatever one wanted that job. And I would build their job base until they, you know, were full for the entire summer. But um, with you guys, um, what was the question again? The question was just like, um, what were some numbers near the end of the year? You know, the transformation you did 245, just so people can get a sense of the impact. Yeah, so we did, uh, that 245 was over four months. The weather was really bad here in Newfoundland during this summer that we just had. So we did 315 in only two and a half months. So pretty much went from like 60K a month to I think it was 126K, uh, which over doubled it. And like this summer, we're hoping that we get some good weather um that way we can you know hopefully double it again yeah no that's awesome man that's very cool so what were some like during this growth period for you what were some challenges that you uh encountered you were talking about how like you had to hire someone to help out with some of the calls what were some other challenges that you maybe had to overcome when it came to growth um Definitely just like the time management. Like it was really hard to manage all my time between managing all my employees, coaching my managers. And then also like you guys are bringing me in like 40 plus leads a week. Just like every time a lead comes in, I'm stopping and calling them no matter pretty much Mm -hmm. what I'm doing, unless it's like not of importance. But that took a heavy toll. So I needed to hire on a uh, like a sales rep. he didn't do any like actual estimates, but he took on like all those calls for me and kind of vetted those clients who were like, okay, these are the ones that like you have estimates with. These are the ones that, you know, weren't so good. Yeah. Um, Kind of like a little bit of a frustration we have sometimes is where a lot of clients will be like, they're in search of like that perfect lead, you know, like they're like, like we want this exact type of person Whereas I get the sense with you because your sales process, like you jump on the phone, you bring them through your process, you know, and like you're not after maybe that that perfect lead. You count on having like a sales process in terms of like, you know, actually being able to go there, meet with them, sell them. Like just talk a little bit about your process there and your philosophy, because I think um, a lot of contractors, sometimes when they come to us, they're expecting like, you know, every lead to kind of just be handed to them on a silver platter. Whereas I get the sense like you definitely have your sales process pretty down where it's like, yeah, give me the lead. I'll bring them through my process and convert it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, The biggest thing for my process, like when I'm actually on the phone is kind of like identifying like what exactly they want done and like why they want it done. Mm -hmm. Because then I'm not able to kind of see like what type of client they are. Like if it's just like failing and they've left the uh, like the deck of the house for like 10, 15 years, it's in super rough shape. Like, like, am I going to give them an option for like a full, you know, prime and two coats, like just identifying the client and like which options I should give them at the very beginning of the call. Um, And then also just like, obviously building that need, making sure they're both present. Like I don't do quotes, same with Justin previously. I don't do quotes unless two homeowners are present because like I find there's no way there's obviously a way, but it's very unlikely that one of them is going to make like a $10,000 decision without the other homeowner present. Yeah. And when you're asking for the order, like where, where are you? Like how, what, like where's, what's your sales environment when you're going for the, the order? Um, like for like when I'm making my calls. 
Yeah, like when you're going and you're giving someone the estimate, hey, this is how much it costs, like what does that environment typically look like? Right, yeah, so like at the very beginning of my quote, like I'll meet them both there. I won't do a walk around for 15 minutes, just like pointing out everything that we talked about over the phone, building that need that they really do need to get this done, possibly like yeah. upselling some stuff. Like if I see, if I'm quoting the house and their deck really needs to be done, like I am upselling that as well. I'm going to give that as an option. Um, I'll write up my quote in the car and then I'll go back in, probably take me like 20 minutes. And then right. I just sit down at the table with them, countertop, whatever it is. And I present my entire quote and I pretty much ask them like which options they want to go with. Um, give them advice too on like what I think they should go with. And like, I don't always advise going with like the most expensive price. Like yeah. I'm like, I, I think we should just go with the one coat option. Say the one coat's 10,000, the two coat's 16. Like I'll sometimes just push for that one coat. And then, and I'm like, if you want to have the two coat, maybe it'll last for 15, 20 years. But I think the one coat is kind of all you need. And they appreciate that too, especially yeah not trying to kind of rip them off like oh you need the two code right yeah yeah what i'm getting from that is like you're you're approaching with your sales process you're really solution oriented like you're like yeah. what is it you need i'm going to give you the solution i think a lot of contractors you know they kind of just say like well here's the price like take it or leave it this is kind of you know we i, I have discussions sometimes with some other guys about that and we always talk about the importance of like identifying a need like what you were talking about problems and then being able to find a solution for that mm -hmm. you know that's what really separates you when it comes down to you know when maybe there's multiple different contractors who are bidding on a project yeah exactly and my quotes are like much more detailed than any other person going to quote say against me so i'm able to kind of like i always like ask to be the last quote and like i don't need to see the other person's prices I yeah. just need to, like them to see the other prices and then I can break down my entire quote, like from like caulking going to point A to point B. And like, they're like, holy shit, like this mm. is much different than like all the other quotes. Like I was just, I got a piece of paper from guy one and guy two just didn't even tell me a price yet. Right. So I'm there sitting at the table with them. I'm pretty like, I'm a friendly face. I'm, oh. I'm not like, expensive compared to all the other contractors. I'm just like pretty much on par. So usually I'm able to close those sales. That's awesome, man. Um, so for someone listening to this right now and they're like, gosh, like this guy's 22, like, you know, painting contractor listening to this and he's impressed by you. And he's like, I want to grow. I want to really bring my company to the next level. I want to be able to travel to Europe and run my company and blah, blah, blah. What kind of advice would you give to that contractor listening right now who's trying to get to that next level? Uh, yeah, I, I think just like training your employees, just like almost overtraining them at some point. Like I, uh, I created like a four week, uh, training program for my like production managers. I have four now, mm -hmm. um, and pretty much like it's, it's nothing crazy, but they'll learn everything from like paint technology. Um, like time management is huge too. Cause like, you don't want them to be overworked and if they have good time management skills and like, they'll be like, no, like easy breezy with that stuff. And also client relations so after that four-week training program like they're going to be good to go and then all i need to do is if they don't know how to paint yet is teach them how to paint and painting is really is not difficult unless you're doing some like crazy semi-staining jobs stuff like that so just like training your guys so that you can delegate more to them yeah really good man um and then like i'm just curious what is some advice you would give to someone 
or here's a better way of saying it. What's like a bigger takeaway for you that you've learned in growing your business? What's like something that you've realized as you've started growing your business? Um, I think though, like just going back to uh, like finding a solution for clients is huge. Mm -hmm. Like just doing that instead of just giving them the biggest price possible and trying to sell them on that glorious two coat, like $20,000 job. Like they appreciate the solution that like you're giving them and they'll give you a really good review. You'll get more referrals from that. And just like building relationships with clients is huge. Like every yeah. single client I like would be able to call and they'd be able to give me like a good reference letter. Yeah. Love it, man. Yeah. And then and last I, question. Yeah. And then last question for you is like, what's the future look like for you, man? What's this year look like? Uh, 2024. Like, where do you want, really want to take this business? Um, like, I'm not sure, like, obviously what the future holds. I'm always going to have my painting company here in Newfoundland. Um, yeah. Just like we have most of the market for the exterior right now, like Avalon painting, like where the paint shops go to. Um, so going to keep this around, going to try to keep scaling, kind of double our revenue from last year, you know, try nice. to do 600 this summer alone, just from May 1st, to August 31st. So, you know, if, if I can hit that goal, it'd be great. And then the year after I'll obviously try to double it again, or maybe less. <laughs> Love it. Let's do it, bro. Um, so other than that, man, uh, thanks for being on the show today. Really appreciate your time. Um, you've been awesome to work with. So, you know, super proud of you, bro. You're, you're making it happen. And, uh, thanks for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.